0: This is the Easy Buckets Podcast. This is like a class. It's podcast. I'm here, Coach Joe Gimmons with Coach Casey Jenkins. Coach, what's up?
1: First time in the gym.
0: Yeah, we're live. I mean, we just got done with camp. I should introduce our guest today is Coach Jamie Westcott. How you doing, Coach?
2: Good coach. What's going on, man?
0: The usual. Uh, coach Jenkins, we are in the gym. We just finished uh the Coach Joe Gimmons basketball camp, the inaugural. Woo. I won't say I won't say first annual. It is the inaugural. Coach Joe Gibbons basketball camp. We had a great time.
1: I think there were some there were some epic shots made on day two that will probably go down in camp lore as as camp lore for years to come.
0: I, had, I mean, yeah, it's mm. a story. I saw a hook shot from thirty, just <laughs>
2: clean too, no rim, no rim, just pure, never missed. I thought it was good.
0: It was good from the from the point <laughs> you let it go. There were a couple <laughs> long ones. Um, it was sixth through eighth graders. Uh, mostly young guys though
1: super fun that that, that age group I, I when I was younger I don't think I would, didn't think I would be like that age group but as I've gotten older starting to draw towards it they they're a lot of fun
0: I had a great time I had a phenomenal time so today we are talking our favorite offensive <coughs> actions and we're gonna dive into a little bit of those all right I think we all I think we all got a few of them so uh, coach Jenks you want to kick us off
1: absolutely. So this is a mixture of favorites that I've used and favorites for nostalgia reasons. And one of my, I'm gonna lead off with a nostalgic one, the floppy action. I can see Rip Hamilton running off of this over and over and over and over and over in my head. So from nostalgic reasons, I love the floppy action. And I think I, I, I when I coached junior high, I think I used it one year. So I had a, a pretty decent shooter, but I never really put time in and used it much, But for nostalgic reasons, it's a favorite.
0: The floppy's kind of dead anymore.
1: You don't see it. In the don't NBA see it. Yet. Well, I, you, how how far do guys have to run? G- guys that run floppy, they're they're running a lot. That's true.
0: You might see it a little bit for Clay, but you don't see like Rip, Ray Allen, Reggie yeah. Miller used to come floppy yeah. all the time. You don't. You don't really see it. But but again, in the NBA, everything's so spaced that it's really like why are you draw three more guys into the, into the you know inside the three point line. It doesn't make any sense anymore. It works in high school. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it could be it could be something we, that we could certainly certainly use. But yeah, with, with that, how i space the NBA is that you don't see it much anymore at all. There's a lot of things like that have gone by the wayside. That just for nostalgia, you're like, oh, it'd be great to see one of those again. Coach
0: Westcott, you got anything?
2: I mean, generally speaking, I'm just like a big I'm a big advocate. I love incorporating or running things through focus on the screener. So screen the screener actions um, or actions where. I can, put our, I can put my best player, we can put our best player in the screen, right? especially at the level that you know I've spent almost all of my time at, that junior high to varsity level. right? Guys setting screens, more times than not, that defender just, it's, it, it, it's a possession off or it's very easy to free that guy up when he starts stagnant, so to speak. Um, I think it's no coincidence, it's also catered to what we've had a lot of in our time together, especially up here at Mountain View. Um, but I I love, I love actions that, you know, you almost, you decoy, you take the ball almost out of your best player's hands to initiate whatever it is you're trying to get them back. So whether it's just a quick, quick, a quick screen the screener action, which is going to give them a pop, or it's just running them away from what's happening over here. Watch what's happening over here so we can set something up, right, on that weak side or on that non-ball side for our best player with now space, or feet set to shoot, or what have you.
0: Yeah, that's kind of leading into what I was, I was going to talk about this later. I really love multiple actions, right? So if you make a defender guard multiple actions, it's really, really difficult. And we see that a lot in a lot of the stuff that we've run in the past, uh, Coach Westcott, is we might have, you know, a guy guard a ball screen and then a down screen, or uh, a, a back screen and then fade screen, or a screen down and then a ball screen. So... If you make the same defender guard multiple actions, it's really hard for them to decipher what's going on, number one. And number two, it puts them in a position where they need to make a decision on what to cover because they can't do both, right? So that puts pressure on everybody else down the line. We have one set that we've run a lot of the past couple of years, and it, it, it basically is it's essentially zoom action, which is a you know a dribble handoff followed by the screen, and then it turns into a back screen flare screen with the same people. And it's we've, we've run it for what is this, year seven we're yeah. going into? Since
2: year one, we picked it up. I think we sold it from uh, our coach down there at Lafayette. We, we yeah. saw practice, and I mean, I think they ran that action once, and it was just light bulb. You know, we kind of looked at each other. It's like we can fit that into what our base offense has been almost every year. didn't really matter the personnel. We've had pretty good success running it at just yeah. about, you know, just about any, any of the bodies
0: we throw out there. It's easily been our most efficient set uh, that we've run. I mean, by far, you probably remember Coach Jack's yeah. running it against you. Yeah, right. It's, it's twist. We were on twist. Yeah. I could tell you it's coming. It's still going to work because, like I said, that guy has to guard multiple actions. Yeah. So yeah. we're putting him in a, in a position where he's got to make a decision.
1: Anytime you put a de- defender in a, de- in a position where he has to make a choice, you're in good shape. Anytime. The, uh, th- there's a plethora of, like, there's so much stuff to find on the Internet or at a camp or a clinic that when it's shown properly, you're like, I'll speak just for me when I see stuff that's shown well I'm like I, could, I gotta find a way to fit it but there's yeah. too much you can't you can't use it all you can't pick it all you kinda gotta narrow down uh, where we're at with our, our level that we have to you gotta pick something but there's some like I we went to we went to a couple camps over the years and no error clinics rather every clinic I've ever been to I sit and listen to a guy talk and I'm like ah oh, there's just too much good stuff here you write it all down and in off, the off you're trying to find a way to fit it and you You just gotta make a choice. You can't fit it all. There's definitely
0: way too much. (laughs) Definitely. Especially when you go to like a clinic like that. But if you like a situation like that, if you could pick up one thing or maybe two things that are gonna help your team, like like Coach said, we went down and saw Coach O'Hanlon at Lafayette, not expecting to pick up anything. And we saw that action, you know, totally different than anything that we run offensively, but it was just like, no, that we're gonna find a way to put that in. And I also
1: think like like my mind when he when Coach Westcott's talking about he likes things where he involves the screener, like one of your better players as a screener. My brain doesn't work like that. My brain is like I want my player involved with the ball. Right. So like, I gravitate towards stuff like that. So over the years, I haven't done a lot of that. It's, it's a poor move on my part, but I haven't involved one of your better players as a screener to disguise or a uh, little trickery, if you will. I haven't done much of that because my brain doesn't work that way. So I gravitate towards more direct intentional stuff almost like a bully ball sort of mindset i think it's because i'm just not that crafty or creative or intelligent but i think that's really where it comes from truthfully
0: i mean it's just what you're what you what you're comfortable with and really it's worked i'm sure it's worked for you so why make it work something that works yeah you make it work i didn't really give an action there but my (laughs) my number my number one action that i love is is the zoom action which is basically a down screen followed by a dribble handoff Right, So you're getting, again, there's multiple actions there, right? You're getting the, the defender to guard, not only have to navigate the down screen, but then he's got to navigate a dribble handoff, which essentially is another screen. There's so many different things you can work off that. And you see it a lot in the NBA now. I mean, with everything so spaced, especially when they come down, that ball's in transition, they reverse it to the top, and you have a big there. I mean, almost, almost eight times out of ten, there's going to be a zoom action on the other side. That's my, my number one favorite action. And interestingly enough, we haven't really done it by design, I wouldn't say, it's kind of in what we've what we've done organically, but it's never been something that we've put in over the past six years. It just it just kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, it's just so so we we've run the the euro ball screen offense for a long time, so it's essentially pretty much built in at that point, right? right? So you can get you can on the on, the, on the two guard side, you can get the top guard a to down screen for the bottom guard, and now you have the big coming over with the triple handoff. So it's essentially built in as one of the options out of that. Right. Right.
2: Especially as we go late into a year, I mean, a lot of those actions that we would see, are you know those dribble handoff or some of those different folds that we would add to our offense. You know, you see the same team. God, I swear we played you six times a year. It seemed like for six years, oh, yeah. you, know, you see the same team over and over again. Or even if you don't, you get into the you get into the, the district playoffs, or you're fortunate to make it to the state playoffs. You're so those teams you're so well scouted, and those teams execute. You have to, you have to be able to execute your action just differently, because they're not gonna let you, you know, those teams that succeed or that defend or do things at a high level, year after year, they're not gonna let you do what you do. They're better at doing what they do, which is taking that away, and that's like, like Coach said, we've gotten into those, you know, that Zoom action, different handoff type stuff, where it's almost out of necessity, you know, for us to continue to do what we wanna do, or that paired with, it's personnel driven. You know, we have, you know, we've gotta put the guys that can do what they can do. You know, we've got guys that can dribble and shoot it, or guys that can dribble and not shoot it, or guys that can you know, really screen, catch, reverse, make a good decision, but they're not gonna dribble it more than once or twice. So it's reverse that thing, put that ball out there and, and get big. So it's, it's kind of, we've you know, like Coach So we've found a lot of it as a byproduct.
1: I've had, I had a couple years there where I ran a lot of disjointed actions, Just took bits and piece, like, just took bits and pieces here and there, as quick hitters and I found it that it was more it was so much more difficult to teach a a big concept and have it last like year to year so I stuck with a concept or two offensively and then would sprinkle in these different actions that I would, like I said, I would pick up somewhere and just liked it, and I would just sprinkle those in, and those would be our quick hitters. Those would be the calls from the bench, which we didn't do a whole lot of, but we had some.
2: Coach, it's funny you say that because I was thinking of that question just as you said that. But like, do you do either of you guys find your like? You just mentioned you're more of like a quick hitter, um, like um, C- Coach Gibbons, you know, and and, and even if we talked about that, what what do you see yourself more as more of a an identity? Type program or an identity type system where it's like, I mean, I think we found ourselves into a situation like that. But if you could have your pick of the litter with talent and bodies and and you know rosters and you know if you could make the perfect thing, are you more of a I want to throw all these actions that are different and quirky, or I want to I want to find what we do and do it to the nth degree better than everybody else?
0: I like that situation way better. I, I want to do what we do better than uh, the opponent does what they do. But at the same time, like it's hard because right we're, we have no control over the players we have, right right? So in our situation, as you mentioned, we've found something that's worked and, and, and has been flexible enough to mix or to change slightly with different groups. I find myself going in that direction where there's is, this, is, this is what we do, this is our identity and this is what we're going to stick with and we'll tweak it as we get as we go along when you talk about like college coaches and guys that can recruit to systems like yeah let's get an identity these are the core things that i believe in this is what i'm going to recruit to this is what we're going to be good at at the high school level man it's hard especially especially being at a rural school that we're at and and coach jenks that you were at at blue ridge before like we're getting the players that we get and we have some control over that with with junior high and some bitty leagues and stuff, but it's not like we can go out and, and like like I can't run a Syracuse two three because I don't have six eight six eight seven feet right like, but in the back line yeah. <laughs> right it makes it a little <laughs> right. difficult right so I find myself getting into where again this is our identity again it, it, and I, for the past you know we changed this past year but before that it was the you know the European ball screen offense that just it fit for us and it fit different groups for us yeah. it was easy to remember. It was it was I don't want to say it was easy to teach it allowed us to hide some lesser talented kids for certain and make them and, and still have have them guys uh, give us value throughout an offensive possession and I think actually it's funny we mentioned this because we had uh, we had coach Justin Carney with us yesterday yeah. uh, our, at our first day of camp and I was talking to him and he asked me a great question because he just got hired as the uh, Riverside High school um, lady Vikings coach in Taylor Pennsylvania. And he asked me a great question. He said, "What's the one thing that What's the one thing you learned in your first year that you wish you knew now?" And I thought, "Man, that's a really good question." That's a good and question. And I was so unprepared, right? And I'm like, right, "Let me get back." to <laughs> So I thought about it for a few minutes, and then I said, "You know what?" I said, "I wish I understood how to build out a system of whether it's offense or defense." So I said, that "My first year, we ran the ball screen offense, but I also tried to sp- sprinkle in some plays that I had from high school, some plays that I ran in college." and it just didn't fit. So I said, instead of trying to ram a square peg through a round hole, just figure out that round hole and just do that. And, you know, expand that, make that bigger, make that better, and uh, and go from there. But that was, uh, it's funny you mentioned that, because that's like, just had that conversation with Coach Cardi.
1: Well, like, I, I, we're talking about this and it reminds me of that I had years where I had more lesser talented players than maybe a year before or the next years coming up. So. Like you in that situation, like I would. I didn't understand how to build it out properly to be malleable enough to work with different skill sets. So on certain years, I would almost abandon ship on the things I really wanted to do to try to, to try to be more decisive and where we got the ball, like more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? But deliberate. Deliberate. Deliberate is the word. Just to be more deliberate, I would almost abandon ship entirely on some of the things I really wanted to do because I didn't understand how to build it. Out. not th- not saying I do now either but I think I have more of an idea of how to build it out now but I wasn't ready to do it so to be able to make it work I used a lot more quick hitters a lot more actions to be more deliberate where we got the ball and who took the shot and I think that just shows like my inability as a coach at that time my, that's part of the process you know you do it for however long and you just get better and better and better it's just like shooting you know you put shots up you get better shooting
0: I'm such a motion guy though. Whether it's a continuity or just, you know, uh, read and react or whatever it is, I, I am a motion I'm a motion coach. I, I'm not a set guy. Yeah, I have a couple I, mean, I have some quick hitters. If I can get a quick hitter out of continuities or out of the motion, I'm a big fan of different actions out of the same set. So everything yes. looks the same until it doesn't. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um that's where I like to spend a lot of my time.
1: Uh, one of the actions I was going to talk about is, I forget the team today, the NBA team today, but they they have a whole series off the elbow, a whole series off the elbow. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's, it looks the same every time until it doesn't. And now we have all these different reads off of one change. And that series, that one series for a high school team, you could make that your, you could make that whole thing your offense if you know yeah. how to build it out, which I didn't at the time, but you know, as you get older you learn. But the the Elbow series to me is another nostalgia one because I grew up and I loved the 2000s, early 2000s Sacramento Kings. And Chris Webber was it was like it was like my my god. I loved Chris Webber. That yeah. pass it shoot a little bit. Great well, they ran so much through him and Vlade Divac at that high post area. And dribble handoffs, uh, back screens—they would, they would initiate as passers. You got guys that could shoot it a little bit, like those—that action off of uh, off of like uh, uh, off the elbow. Any action off the elbow, I draw. am drawn to because also as a player, that's where I was comfortable. You know, so I can relate to the, where wow. how the game is played from that area. I think, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm drawn
0: to it. That makes sense. You want to talk about nostalgia? I am a sucker for flex. Flex. <laughs> 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 I, I, lo- I love me some flex action. Uh, love it. I would run it. Uh, we've, run, we've run it in the past.
2: Yeah. Beat Coach Jenkins with flex. We, 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 we <laughs> did beat Indeed. Coach Jenkins with Indeed. Flex. <laughs> Get but that it in the way I can. <laughs> it was,
0: uh, it's been a safety net for us uh, in the past, but I love the flex because if it's run right, again, you're making somebody guard multiple actions, and it is really difficult to guard. The flex screen... You know, the cross, the cross screen, flex screen, that's really difficult to guard, especially from a high school team. Absolutely.
1: And yeah. you're 100% right. You did beat us. Yes, wow. we did. Heartily but, uh, with uh, that a couple times. After a dunk. After a dunk. Which
0: yeah. was a travel. A momentum swing. It certainly was not <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if he's listening, <laughs> Coach you West, absolutely traveled.
2: Coach West got going down memory lane. Yeah, on. I mean. <laughs> he's been waiting for this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> i it. Been licking those chops, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, a, another one that I was always drawn to was the hammer anything, anything hammer related I, it, it does, it does beckon back to what you were saying like put um, the smoke screen up a little bit because of that, mm. that, that, back, that backside uh, up screen but I, I, I put it in towards the end of my head coaching days never quality but I had to get it in because I liked it so much we would get looks out of it i don't know how often it was successful but the but when i picked it up it was too late for me to apply it and i didn't you know the following year i didn't i didn't put enough work into it but there's so much so much stuff you can do out of that that's uh, that series and that action too it's great for a shooter you got you got that, that shooter that has the wheels that can run around Cu- yeah, shoot, oh, off I mean, the catch. You shoot off the catch. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing for that. It's also great for if you have a solid screener who can just catch it and lay it up. You know, if you can, if you have a, a guy who's not that talented but he's can set a mean screen. This is a guy that you can you can toss it over the top to near the rim. Doesn't have to do anything spectacular. Just catch it and lay it in there. I, I like that. Act. The other
0: one I've I've toyed with a little bit. In like off-season games uh, or summer league, has been the Spain PNR, yep. Spain pick and roll, which again just simply is essentially a, a high screen and roll, and then you back screen for the screener um, uh, off the ball screen. So i you see that a lot, a lot, a lot in the European <laughs> game. It's it's made its way over in the NBA. But I you scroll Twitter and it's just <laughs> it's everywhere. With Spain PNR. And I guess that's the other thing. That's the other thing I want to I want to bring up is a lot of I, I feel like in my opinion. Right, a lot of the actions and the game in Europe translates better into high school. Absolutely.
1: Like, why do, you, why do you think that is?
0: I, I'm not. I'm not sure because maybe because they don't have the high level athletes of at the NBA. Like every every player in the NBA is an absolute athletic freak. Like they're the, metahumans. Even, every yes, one of them. Yeah. Right. It's the best league in the world. It's the top 450 players in the world. Like, and you see you see people on Twitter like clowning NBA dudes or guys that are like fringe NBA guys. It's just yeah. like. That's still the best basketball player you'll ever see. Yes, ever. Like, it's not close. Yeah, um,
2: and, 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 it's, and it's funny you say that. Like you see it on Twitter. Like to speak to that, it's like we're in pro am season, right? So like you uh, get these, you get these, these, these middle of the road, these middle roster guys that maybe they, maybe they start, but maybe they're, maybe they're role players or they're seasonal role players that find themselves down on the bench. They get into a, they get into a pro am with the best, maybe the best college players. In the, in the country or some of the best regional players in the country it is not even close my guy <laughs> looks like they're it clowning is. on plumbers it is, it is it's absolutely silly it's like if we played against a bitty program yep. and just gave them all the smoke nope.
0: <laughs> I think part of it too I think it translates even more because like again Europe doesn't have athletes like the NBA has so you can't rely on, on that at all and not to say the NBA guys aren't skilled because they are right but I think execution and the need for more actions is, is more prevalent in Europe, just because they yeah. don't have, they don't have, they can't rely on athleticism almost at all. Not yeah, to say there's not athletic it, guys it's, it's either, like
2: but. like I, I see their game, like I see like, like the European game, high school game, uh, certain level of women's games, it's just like that Venn diagram of that athleticism, that middle part of our, that gray area where both circles touch, it's just bigger. Right, the, the NBAs is, is so is so much smaller. Where guys are so they're so athletic on either end that even the guy that can't shoot it is just as quick as the guy that can shoot it from anywhere. So he can defend him. Whereas you get you get into the Europe leagues or like in our area, you know, or in our realm of basketball, everyone that level of athleticism is just so much more. It's so much more level. That that area is so there's so many more players in the same area of athletic ability raw athleticism. They're all roughly the same strength and speed and agility, whereas, yeah, you get to the top 450 in the world, I mean, they just blow the doors off of what an athlete is because, they're again, they're meta-humans.
0: Have you guys noticed, not to harp on the NBA game too much, but and I heard this somewhere, I forget what podcast it was on, but I heard this somewhere. Have you guys noticed that the NBA is just slowly getting to the same player? Like, Yes. Everybody's becoming six foot eight long and athletic. Yes.
2: Runs like a deer, jumps out of the gym, and can shoot NBA, it at thirty five percent. There's the no like, there's no more need anywhere.
0: like the bell curve on NBA players is just getting tighter because there's no need for a six foot one inch point guard anymore. Right. There's no need. There's almost no need for a seven foot you know um, center that can't guard a two or a three. Like <laughs> yeah. so, if everybody the NBA is just kind of like shrinking for lack of a better term into. A six foot eight inch wing that's explosive and long.
1: Yeah, I, I've also noticed. I think I've, I'm noticing that the European game is m- becoming much more prevalent. The ideas, the when you watch the European game, it's like it's like watching art. When you watch the American game, it's like watching bullies. Like it's it, it, that's that's the way I see it. And as, like, the last couple of years, you've, I, I think I've noticed just more of that fine, skilled basketball yes. making its way into, into the NBA, into our game. And I don't know if that's necessarily because the European game has gotten better involved, or if it's that the American game has stopped. Or if it's combination, you know what I mean? I,
2: I, I think it's a combination, because I think what you're saying, I see it the most individually. So like, even even if the schemes now yeah there's the, the there's some stuff that they run in the NBA there's some you know these franchises that have run great stuff for years you've got obviously what they do in Golden State for all their shooters and like their their off ball movements crazy crazy but like individually kind of like what Coach Gibbons is saying even the guys that break that quote unquote mold they can all do that stuff that all these European guys have been doing right. so it's it's hey, what if I was 7 foot but could also handle it and shoot it from 30? Right. It's like, well, then you're just – you're absolutely um, – you're a monster. You're Kevin Durant. I mean, look at, like, Donchich, uh, who's the, the, the center,
1: Joe, uh, Jokic. These guys are not – at like, they're athletes. They're much better athletes than you and I. But in the comparison, they're not – they're, like, some of the least athletic guys on the court yeah. at yeah. all That's times. But they're also – Two of the most prolific players in the world and highly and skilled, yeah, in the, the like world so skilled, yeah. A guy like like uh, 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 Danilo Gallinar. he that dude can get you a bucket from anywhere, but def- defending might not be his ticket. Guy <laughs> <be> <laughs> get a stop though, as skilled as anybody though at six ten or whatever. Yeah. You see, you see a lot of it, and I, I,
0: I, uh, tape. I like it personally. He is Nick's tape. Nick's tape. there. <laughs> he's, uh, he's in the mellow trade. <laughs> the I trade. Um, it, it's interesting though. The the Euro, it, I find it interesting that the two leagues borrow from each other, right? Like you see, you see the NBA take stuff from the Euro League, and you see the Euro League try to become more space. They borrow and borrow and take from there. Also, interestingly enough, there's no defensive three seconds in Europe. Is there not? So actually, Oof, yeah, and, that, and they they, uh, they asked. I forget again. It was on another podcast. Somebody asked Luca was a guest, so it was a big podcast. Yeah. Uh, but they asked him, "Was it is it harder to score in the NBA or is it harder to score in Europe?" And he said, "It's so much harder in Europe because they don't have defensive three seconds. So the, a big dude can just sit in the middle of the lane and wait for me to drive. Whereas the NBA, I know where I'm looking at it. I know that he's already been in there for two, so he's going to leave in a second. So now I can attack.
1: Right, and that gives a lot more options Def- defensively. It's you, you could." probably get away with keeping that bigger body on the floor who can't necessarily guard on the perimeter
2: yep. that's a great point get that fill side help yeah. I mean you just bring big fell all the way over and just
0: well that I mean the European game is, is at least like yeah, it's not like I played but it's from what I've read and from what I've seen it's a lot more physical than the NBA especially like, you, like they do a lot more hand checking and and Things like that, the NBA is a lot more free, and it makes sense because at the end of the day, they have to make money, they need people to watch, so they, they, they need f- you know freedom of movement and good yeah. basketball. I'm not, and I'm not saying that the NBA doesn't have great basketball because it's the best league in the world
2: yeah, and growing,
0: yeah. And the, like the actions they run, like a lot of people think it's just give the ball to Steph Curry and everyone get out of his oh. way. And at points, it is, there's no doubt about it, right? At points, yes, you give the ball to your wrist player, you say, Get the heck out of the way, he's the best player in the world. Go get a bucket.
2: And that's every league. That's every league. That's every team. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to. It's I'm gonna who's who's gonna who's gonna forcefully make the hardest shot on the floor. Yeah. This guy. Yep. Is the NBA and Europe are they flipping
0: essentially? Like they're. ooh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, is that are, is that kind of happening? It may. Yeah, it might be. It really might be because they're both trying to. Like I said. I think they're both trying to to become the other. Right. Like right. maybe not the, the NBA might not be trying trying to become. Euro League, but they certainly steal things from them.
1: Well, in that process of stealing things, I think it's fair to say that we have never been in a time of basketball where there's as much skill as there is right now. It's unbelievable. The, it is unbelievable. I love Every it. position is exceptionally skilled, multifaceted. Mm. It's incredible to watch. And when they're little, I you know remember when you, when you were a kid and you'd go to like camp or you'd go first day practice and it'd be like, All right, your bigs are over here. Yeah. Yeah. That that is like as a con that is out the door.
0: Yeah, people yes. don't
1: do that anymore, and I think they shouldn't. As they, they shouldn't, should. and as we get older, kids get older. You're seeing like, oh, the big man can he can dribble it now, or the the, the kid who was started off as a point is now
0: six foot five, and yep. now he can dribble it. You know, like you see that a lot now. Yeah, yeah. everybody. That's the, the kid from uh, shoot. I don't remember what country he's from, but he's gonna be the number one pick in the draft next year. The Victor Wambayana or something. Yeah, it's like seven four. He's a guard. Yeah.
2: unbelievable. Future like, Holmgren.
0: Yeah, nice, Holmgren. Yeah, you know. same yeah. thing.
2: It's just saucy with it it's, it's it's
1: incredible so in in your in like i'm sorry what was what was your that action you you said that you guys you 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 uh, like a lot zoom zoom yeah when you try to incorporate that in what are some of the things that you're doing to incorporate that into practice like how, what are some ways that you are you're you're breaking that down in practice yeah incorpor- it's
0: it's, it it's bill it's part of what we've done throughout entire offense so so it starts with the down screen, right? Out of our out of our offense, we would we would work down screens, right? And then we would we would, we would separate the two. We would separate the down screen, separate the dribble handoff. We work both of those, and we drill exactly what we want out of a dribble handoff. We don't want to flip the ball oh from a dribble gosh. handoff. We lost a game because of that, so we drill exactly what we want from the dribble handoff. I want it hung out. I want elbow touching the side of the player with the ball, um, feet set, just waiting for the off- the other offensive player to take it from me. My job's not to hand it to him. The guy coming off the dribble handoff is his job is to take it, right? So we drill that, and then essentially we just marry those two actions, yep. right? It's 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 we separate them. It's 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 piece and then the whole. That's essentially Sim- it's, it's Simple what we do. enough.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Really broken it down simply.
0: But we make sure that we we make sure we know exactly what we want out of how to come off a down screen, how to set the down screen, how to give a dribble handoff, how to receive a dribble handoff, and then what are our options out of that. Right. I can slip to the, off the down screen. I can slip to the ball. Maybe I can pop off the dribble handoff. I can pop. I can roll. You know, there, there's, 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 I can rescreen. There's, there's a million yeah. different things you can do off of it.
1: I told my, I told myself uh, a couple of years ago that I, I will have gotten pretty good at the job when I could take a complex idea in our short span that we have yeah, over a season or an off season and make that complex idea simple and efficient. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I've ever done that, or I, I've tried, but I've failed. But I think I'll be decent at this job when I can do that, which I don't know when that'll be. I don't know if
2: it will be. I mean, I would, I would. It's a difficult. I, mean, I think task. we could all say that. I mean, it's such a hard task. You know, it, it's. I mean, that you start you start opening that that can of worms, you know, that that breathes other topics of conversation like culture and 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 history and and things of that nature in a program but i mean you look at the teams that can do those things you know i know we can think of a couple you know in our area you know teams that execute things and do stuff year after year with personnel change after personnel change like the holy crosses all right out in dunmore pennsylvania um old forge down in in old forge outside of scranton pa that's had relative success the last couple years like they're able to do stuff but it's no coincidence that you walk into a gym in Old Forge or in Dunmore in June, July and August and there's 12 kids in the gym. There's 20 kids maybe there's maybe there's 10. Yeah. All right, but there's there's guys in the gym to get stuff done every day that they open the door, which and again like I guess that starts going down a different rabbit hole, but you know, it's hard. I don't know that it is feasible what you're asking you know, the, I don't know that that bar is attainable that you set, being that, you know, our season's so short. Our athletes are what they are. We have no say of who they are or, you know, when okay. we're going to get them. It's here's the hand we're dealt. Coach, and I see it year after year. You know, we're, here's our pieces. We're going to make a Frankenstein. Well, right.
1: I also think, too, like, if you are, like, if, as a coach, if you are to take that plunge and, and, and take on a, a vast idea, like a more complex problem you have to be good with your timing on when you try to do that. Like, say, like as a coach, I think now I have the skills to do it. You have to pick the right year to do it. You have to have the intelligent, uh, intelligent enough basketball players to get it started. I don't think you can, I think you just have to pick the proper year to really go hard and get it done. I think if you pick the wrong year, you may squander that opportunity to get it done or maybe shy away from trying it in the future. I think timing is a big, is an important thing. Like, is your team committed to the, the right off-season? Group. Yeah. Right, you need the right group to, to put a, a complex idea in as well. When it
0: comes to complex ideas, I like to stick with the keep it simple, stupid method. <laughs> and just keep it as simple as I can, especially for high school athletes, man. Like, unless I've got, like you said, it depends on the group. Unless I've got a really good group, really intelligent group, a group that I've had for three years already, I wouldn't feel confident about teaching or putting in a complex idea and having it fully grasped or rather I wouldn't expect like if I had a really young group and we've had young groups the past couple of years giving them a complex idea it's going to fail at first and you have to stick with it and stick with it and eventually you're going <laughs> to see the fruits of that labor in a couple of years something that I'm not great at <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going <laughs> like to say that's a I, very yeah, familiar scene I like to
0: throw I like to say you know and that's, that's who I am that's my personality three weeks into the season if it's not going well scrap it and let's fall back to what I'm comfortable with what I know works
1: yeah and there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's tough to stick
2: with. It's tough to stick with stuff when it's not bearing fruit. Or, I mean, and a second on that, and we've had these conversations privately, you know, to either all together or separately, but on the same note, you know, if it's not bearing fruit or it's bearing only certain fruit, which I know is something that, you know, we've, we've kicked, we've kicked around as of late you know, with the group we're currently with after some of the years that we have had, at least here at Mountain View, and your you know, your influence or your presence coming in the past year helped us, you know, go down a different road than what we were you know, what helped keep us on that road especially, but it was, you know, how long until the the best that you do what you do is only Yeah, you've reached limit, yeah. You know, and it's it's how do we how do we how do we push through that ceiling to go above? Is it you know, did we are we as good as we can be at that and we need to go more or is there more we can do at what we think we've mastered? Have so you, to speak.
1: Have you ever put in have you ever put in an action specifically because you want your team to get much better at something within that action? No. No. Mm-hmm. Not use it at, like as a tool. No.
0: No. Not if, not to get better at that action, if I'm putting in an action, it's because we've been a motion team for so long, if I'm putting in an action, it's to get a guy a shot.
1: Gotcha, Yep. gotcha, gotcha.
0: Or to set him up for a shot. Yeah, At right. the end of the day, if I'm putting in an action, I want my best player to get a good shot.
2: Or team personnel. I mean, we, we had a year, you know, a couple of years back when we had a really good group of seniors, we had a set or two that were not for that guy. Everybody knew who that guy was. However, we had one or two other guys that could do this. Right. For example, I know one, one at one set we had. We had one, sometimes two guys that drew weird matchups, and we said this guy can make. He can make one rip move or a jab so He can create space. He can make two dribbles, and he's going to get to the rim. And by golly, if he doesn't finish it, he's going to take a hit, and he's going to probably make the free throws at a good clip. You know, we had one guy that was that guy and then the second guy would just blow by his guy. He was just a better athlete, quicker with his feet. And we had sets that were like, you know what? When the well runs dry for options A or options A and B, option B one and C are gonna be this and I mean that got us that got us to a state playoff game and it helped us through the state playoff game. Alright, because I mean eventually those those jumpers eventually stop falling.
1: Well that's and uh, that's that's you that's you guys being good at at coaching because you're realizing like you're gonna to have to have multiple options and fallbacks. And you know, that's you being adaptive and that's part of the gig. I did wanna, I actually I did, I did write uh, some parenthesis <laughs> screening because I was thinking about these actions. I was thinking about how as a, as a coach, when I started coaching, I, I was really good at teaching screening. And as I've gone, the longer I've gone coaching, I have wandered away from the fine details of teaching screening, like as it, almost to the point where I like it's I like look over. It's one of those things I think for me it's one of those things where you just assu- like you've done it so long you're just assuming that, right. it's, yeah, it's, yeah. but it you can't ever do that. And I think the longer I've gone, the worse my teams have, have, were at setting screens. Well, good thing you were at
2: camp today. There you go. Just good screening. Screen. We, we did a lot of lot screening. Glass screening.
0: Some screening stations. Yeah. I don't know, and uh, fully being self-aware, ironically, I'm not self-aware enough to realize what I've done in a similar manner. Like, I don't know what I've glossed over, oh. but I've been really good at teaching, and then now I just take it for granted. We don't know
2: it until we know it. I know, I, and I know we had a conversation, especially at the end of this past year or two. I know you and I have had talks, Coach Gibbons, where it's been like, when's the last time we taught blank? And now I can't remember what that is. But I know we've had this conversation where we're just like, we suck at this. You're and it's like, the, wait, when did we last do it? You well, get the oh. weeds on stuff. Well,
0: here's, here's, here's what happens, too. And I was going to mention this before, so I'm glad it kind of, we've come full circle on it. You mentioned we had a really good group of seniors the past couple of years. Or a few years ago, right? Yep. Two or three years ago, whatever yeah. it was. Hashtag big, group, big group of seniors. Um, big group of seniors, really good group of seniors. Got us in the state playoffs. And a lot of them played as juniors. Right, some of them, couple of them, played as sophomores. So when you have a group like that, you fall into a situation where that senior year, you don't have to teach as much.
1: Like you can advance quicker. Yeah, because you're you're focused. Especially
0: me, like I'm focused on the varsity guys. I don't have to teach the things that I've already taught them. Yeah, because they know. So I think it falls to the back of my mind, and then those younger guys. Like then I'm you graduate.
2: Fresh. Then you graduate six, yeah. like we did. And yeah. it's like, oh boy.
0: Yeah, and then you get back to what you said. Like, well, when was the last we stink at this? When was yeah. the last time we taught it? Like, yeah,
2: why right. can't we throw a skip pass? <laughs> I mean, that's just an <laughs> example. Yeah. Why
1: can't we do blank? That year, I graduated eight kids. Yeah. It was that because I, they all played a lot. Well, the majority of them played a lot when they were sophomores. They all played as juniors, and now they're now they're seniors. And you're like, I don't really have to go over. A lot of this stuff they're they're very familiar and that that group in particular i had them at in junior high and i was doing the same right. thing the whole through the whole way through so they were <clears> super <throat> familiar so i could spend my time and it this this really yeah. shows how bad i was at coaching then because i had so much more time to spend on things we weren't good at i just didn't allocate my time properly you know in my estimation like we could but you were allotted that opportunity to spend your time elsewhere and get better at some other things. You're hundred percent right. And uh, a group that has little quote
2: veteran knowledge, super helpful. I mean, we saw it. We saw it when that, when that group of ours left, which would have been that 2020 group left. So that 2020, 21 season, which was crazy enough as it was with the state of the world. But then we were teaching what drills were. Yeah. I mean, for three years before that, it's like, all right, let's set up Memphis. So we come into practice, like, all right, let's get in Memphis. And they're just like, what's Memphis? And <laughs> you you're lose, like, wait a minute. <laughs> <You> <laughs> lose, wait a minute.
0: You lose leaders, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like we came into that next year and we go, okay, get in Memphis. You kind of take for granted that we had a group of six or seven seniors that are going to make sure that everybody knows what's going
2: on. Yeah. Right? Hey, you don't know this. Get in the back line to watch. And, you know, they, them and the juniors would go and they'd be like, okay, well, I got it. Yeah. Now there's one guy. Really, I think in that situation there was like one guy that really saw minutes that really got those reps, and, and he, at that point I think maybe he's a sophomore, and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't know, I I think I know this, but there's 16 other kids that don't know this, so I'm not gonna say a word.
1: And the back, yeah, the backside of that of that group, of when you graduate a bunch, the backside of that can be ugly. It can it can be ugly because they, they haven't had the opportunities. They don't yeah. they don't have that. Inherent knowledge that you gain with repetition, or just having seen stuff in live action. You know, yeah. everybody gets that practice time, but that live action when there's people in the stands, and mom and dad are there, and
2: students, students are just, students are, it's are a big difference. you, yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: I think that wraps up episode three, gentlemen.
2: Well done. Coach nice West to have you. Yeah, thank you for joining. Yeah, anytime, y'all. Any. Time. What did you say before we, st- before we started? Oh, I was going to open. It's a long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we were in here.
0: First episode taped on site as well. Yeah. So we are in the gym. Next,
1: next thing, we'll take, we'll take, the, we'll take the, the rolling electronic bus and we'll go to a clinic. We'll, we'll tape that's from a clinic.
0: It. That's it.
1: We'll relay what we learned at clinic.
0: I'm in. Let's
2: do it. We'll take from the game.
0: Sounds good. Let's get after it. Get, we'll get, we get the bench. I'll <laughs> get you guys mics for the bench. <laughs> that might not be good. Uh, that's true, yeah. With a lot of editing. Out yeah, there. yeah, a yeah. Lot of editing. All right, gentlemen. I'll catch you later. I'll See you.